was going to ask you, because like, how fancy was your makeover today? <laughs> and on that note, welcome to Geek for Kids, your bi-weekly geeky podcast from a parenting point of view. I'm one of your hosts, Steve. Uh, welcome to the show, and joining me this week is Matt. Hello, hello, hello. You didn't want to give him a fancy opening like he gave you last week? Damn. <laughs> All right, no. and oh, oh nothing. <laughs> I got nothing there. Uh, okay, the, the the marvelous Matt. I'm, oh, I I, I don't. I I mean, I mean it, but I I can't think of anything more imaginative at the moment. No, uh, the anthem has got you down. <laughs> oh yes, we're, we'll get to that. Uh, the uh, ever upbeat Shouse. Hey, hello, hello. Yes, and uh, and the guy who uh, is always going to uh, be the needle in my side, uh, Eric. Needle. Well, I would have picked a different right sharp implement, but I'll go with needle. Okay, that's fine. It just seems <laughs> yeah. small and jabby. Yeah. At least needs to be a little bit. By the end, it will. I will regret calling uh, using the word needle. Yes. <laughs> Don't Not that bad. You will. You I. will prove me wrong. <laughs> I. So. <laughs> Well, we already kind of jumped the gun by mentioning Anthem, but let's uh, let's try to get back on track. So today's <laughs> podcast is talking about incentives for buying games. What gets us hyped and how incentives uh, to get games have changed over the years. We'll probably bounce around a little bit because uh, some of the approaches to convincing us to buy into games have been around for a long time, uh, but they've evolved while others have sort of expanded and kind of died off as well. So on that note, um, I want to open our discussion talking about physical pre-order bonuses or maybe physical rewards for getting special editions. Uh, so an example would be, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, getting uh, stickers or something, you know, sort of silly, like a one-time thing that you get with a special edition and yeah. you're kind of like, oh, I have to have those stickers. Uh, but I think... That's it, why I buy every game for those exactly. damn stickers. Yeah, so yeah. to jump right into it, um, I just figured let's just talk about some unique favorite pre-order or special edition thing that we've gotten. And uh, we'll just start with Dude. one or two. Oh, sorry. Yes, Eric. I was going to say, do you want to go first into, do you fall into these? Like, do you pre-order things because? Well, get, uh, or is yeah, that a well, secondary thing? I don't know. It no, just no, no, no. Like, that's, that's, a, that's a good question. Yeah. So I guess that's sort of part of the discussion. I mean, I think there was a time when uh, physical pre-orders uh, became pretty big and mm -hmm. everything had them. They, they kind of felt compelled to, to release something, even if it was super lame. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and now I see, I think they're kind of, they're kind of going away because uh, I think Eric and I can attest to, uh, they take up too much space. And after a while, uh, a lot <laughs> of, it is a lot of junk. So, I mean, as an example, uh, I guess I'll start and then I'll, I'll go to you, Eric. Um, I, I wasn't really on top of, pre-orders and console gaming until around uh, the PS3. And uh, the first thing that I, I pre-ordered, and I don't even remember why I pre-ordered, I think I just, I was really excited about God of War 3. And um, I had played 2, and I knew 3 was coming out, and yeah, I, I didn't know anything about pre-ordering, really, at that time, or special editions. And I got the special edition, and it's great. It's, it's a little plastic uh, Pandora's box, from the original game and figures very much into the third game. So it's actual item that was in the story and inside the box came the game and a soundtrack. And that's all. It's just a plastic box painted in gold. But, um, but I really appreciate it. I thought that, whoa, this is kind of neat. You know, it didn't cost too much more. And uh, that kind of started me on a, on a very slippery slope. Uh, <laughs> Eric, what, 
what is your favorite? If we have time, we'll go into more. But what is your favorite? Oh, I got uh, something item. before that. Favorite or first? Because you went with your first. Was that your favorite? Well, it's not my favorite, but I just Blur. I just wanted to, you know, sure. Well, how about first then? Okay. Because, like, honestly, I don't remember pre-ordering being a thing until, like, post-2005. Yeah, like, it was I, the... I, I... Oh, okay. Mm. All right. Well, I don't remember that. So um, <laughs> I'll use my sassy hand thing there. Um, yeah, I think the first <laughs> thing I remember ever pre-ordering was... After I got my Wii, I pre-ordered Super Mario um, Galaxy. Okay. And I nice. don't know why. I was just like, I need to get this Mario game, and I don't want it to be sold out. So I go to EB, and I pre-order, and they're like, okay, here you go. And I was like, what, what is this? And they're like, <laughs> you get a free, like, gold-colored coin to, oh, um, cool. you know, to to you know as an incentive for pre-ordering. I was like, okay, cool. And it was like a nice little, you know, a Mario coin with Mario head on it. Mm. And like ever since, then I was just like, okay, I might as well look up pre-orders for EB Games, yeah. and yeah, and then you know it sort of spiraled into yep. my basement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it has had that effect, I think, definitely. Yeah, uh, on but our, it was cool. Like the, yeah. that, that was that was an, it was nice. It it was quality work. Like it was an it was a coin. Yep. I don't know yep. where it is now, but it's somewhere. Yeah, I do like those. I do like those little pieces. Um, I mean, I don't think I would go out of my way to get them anymore, but. They are kind of nice, just as a little, you know, a little reminder, you know, of a, hmm. a piece of the game almost. I mean, I guess that was the thing with these physical items that started to be, uh, you know, minted, let's say. It was like having a physical piece of a video game, and that was kind of a neat idea, mm-hmm. you know. And I mean, now it, Ooh, it, yeah, it's gone cool. way out of control. But before I go too long, uh, I, I don't know, Matt, did you have uh, any uh, item that you remember from? Oh, I'm trying to, I can't remember. I really want to say if it was Fallout 3, mm-hmm. uh, the yeah, the uh, bobbleheads that you could get with the pre orders, oh. which which I was gonna get. Fa- I love Fallout 2. <laughs> yes, well, no, anything we mentioned yeah, not, probably has no, sorry, it was, was it three or four that you got it. I can't remember. Either yeah. way, I love the Fallout games, I was a huge fan of them. Yeah, Eric, Eric um, is fetching, fetching his. Is getting, now for us getting toys and treats. Yes, he will have it. Yeah, it's the pre-order. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a lunchbox. Here we go. Yeah, it's a lunchbox. Yeah, but it has a the bobblehead is in there. Yeah, it's the bobbleheads inside the box. Yeah. So was that was that for three? Yep. Was it three? Yeah. Wow. Um, also gave you a free music CD apparently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is this one apparently? Yeah. And it was, nice. yeah, it was it was very cool. Again, it was like these physical artifacts that appear in the yeah. game. So it's like you get a piece of that game, which was awesome. Yeah. Um Yeah. So that was that, that's the one that, that stands out to me. There it is. Yeah. 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 No, it's true. I, I, I do think that that was a really nice again, because it was a part of the game brought to life. And um, it added a kind of an extra dimension to uh, to owning it, you know. Yeah. Um uh, especially since, you know, when you play a game like Fallout, you, you become so Iconic, oh yeah, you know objects, which we'll get into again a little bit later when we talk <laughs> about seventy six. But uh, <laughs> before we get distracted, because it's going to be very easy to be distracted this time. Yeah, uh, Shouse, you said that you there, you had a much earlier uh, pre. Yeah, well, I mean, when when I started pre ordering games, the big thing that they would promote with it was the uh, strategy guide. Right. Yeah. And it wasn't always free. Usually they would give it to you for a discount. Mm-hmm. Like if you pre-order the game, you can get the strategy guide for half price or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so like my earliest pre-order, the strategy guide. But the the first one that I remember coming with that, that I could keep something physical was, uh, you remember the Lunar 
series, Lunar Silver Star Story for oh, the yeah, PlayStation. Yeah. Mm. Uh, that came with a cloth map, which was oh, pretty cool. Oh, cool. You sort of un, un right on. You can see the whole world in front of you. Wow. I thought there was another game that had something similar. Um, the, the the cloth map was always yes. uh, a, a, kind of a, a fun thing to get. It was pretty good quality. Yeah. And um, the uh, the the my, my, yeah. sorry. No, I say the the uh, the Witcher games did that too. Sure. I never pre-ordered those. I ended up buying those like digitally, so I didn't mm-hmm. get anything. Oh yeah. Uh, for that, um, but I think my one of my favorite. I, I think this was was Mass Effect Three. Uh, came with an art art book. Yes, that's right. It was a steel book and an art book. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So the one the one that I got had a, a the steel box had the art book and I mean regardless of 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 how people feel about the game like it's certainly not my. Um, it was cool that all that stuff came with it. Yeah. Oh sure. Yeah, that was a nice little deluxe because it wasn't too much more expensive. But yeah, you got a, a little collectible to commemorate the game in the form of the steel case and then like a little book, which is like very cheap for them, but also doesn't add too much of the cost because they're, they're around that time around mass effect three, I guess the companies realized they could make a lot more money creating these premium editions. It started like mm-hmm. going way overboard, you know? Yeah. And um, yeah, like that's when you, these statues and things that are really mm. not, not yeah. real, you know, value, but take up a lot of space. Yeah. To, now that, yeah. that probably doesn't count as a, was sure. that's just a deluxe edition of the game, right? Yeah, so yeah. But the cloth map was probably my, my best answer. There. But but it is moving into you know incentives to buy, right? I mean, all of these things create behaviors, like what Eric was saying. Like we started to look up pre-orders because of the one or two you know uh, tchotchkes that we got like early on. So uh, since uh, you brought it up, Eric, uh, what about favorite? We'll just do one favorite because uh, I'm sure we could talk the whole episode about this stuff. But um, mm. what was your favorite? Or if you need time, we can move on to somebody time. else. Give me time. You, you need time. Yes, you have a whole room to search. Uh, Matt, do you have a favorite off the top of your head? Uh, uh, what, a favorite, uh, like just little incentive-y yeah. dealy do? Um, uh, you know what? Actually, I kind of mentioned it uh, The Witcher 2. Okay. Uh, it had so... I, I don't even want to use the word crap because it's not. But it had so much stuff that came with it. Was like, <laughs> it was the game. And it yeah. had the cloth map. And it had like a, a quick history book of the game, wow. you know, like all these little, it was like this insane <laughs> amount of stuff. And I it was one of those, I had never played the Witcher one. I I kind of heard yeah. about it. I'm like, this sounds like a cool game. So I picked it up and I was like, there's a, a lot of stuff that's coming with this. I'm cool. And then you know, you like the map. I'm like, this is really handy because you don't have a map in the game. So I'm like, where the hell am I in the game? And just you see, you discover that this is a lot of really cool stuff that they're giving you. Yeah. For I think it was because they were really trying to push the second one because the first sure. one had been kind of meh, and it wasn't that well known a series. Yes. You know, outside of you know the, the literary circles where the books origin the books that they were based on originated. So I'm like, well, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's true. Uh, Witcher Two was the one that I think that really um, that broke like more territory in terms of you know awareness and then of yeah. course three like blew it away you know yeah but, three yeah you know uh shouts did you have one in mind or do you need a little more time uh i've, I've got one in mind mm-hmm. uh, hopefully i'm not i'm not cutting in and out here um mm. do does it have to be a pre-order bonus no no or no, no i guess sorry to, i guess to clarify like just anything that that you got from a game that you really enjoyed might have convinced you to buy it but but right now i'm just asking like what was your favorite uh deluxe whatever you know that you got that okay, you still cherish. okay i've got one yeah 
uh, the game was uh, Killer Instinct for the Super Nintendo. Ooh, cool. And uh, there was a CD that came with it called Killer Cuts. Ah, I remember that. Ooh, very cool. That and I remember rare. listening to that quite a bit when I was younger. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and I had a very limited CD collection. <laughs> so that was that was fun to put on some, you know, uh, video game inspired uh, dance tunes. That's amazing. Nice. Yeah, that would be that would be really cool, like for the time. And then, yeah, the use you got out of it, too. Mm-hmm. Um so I looked around ahead of time. Uh, my room is very messy. So, I mean, Eric's is very organized. So he's going to still be looking for a while. But uh, but uh, I had the one I had to settle on, if I had to pick one, uh, was uh, Lord of the Rings, War in the North, which is not, mm. not a very well-known Lord of the Rings, uh, Warner Brothers video game. But um, I didn't even go in my way to buy this. I saw it on sale. <laughs> but, the, but the deluxe looked so amazing i had to buy it because of that i wasn't completely unaware of this game but the deluxe I, or collector's edition i should say came with a quiver a full-size quiver with a pouch a pouch on the front which contained the soundtrack and then in the quiver were two i, I don't want to say they're metal but they look metallic so it might be plastic painted metallic metallic arrows that Within contained a scroll, uh, which had a map. So it's just Good the most Lord. amazing. I remember seeing that. Yeah, overdone thing. And I, I only bought yeah. it because I, I, I saw the edition and they were trying to clear it. And I'm like, I have to get this thing. If that's a game, okay, I, I totally yeah. have to get oh, okay. it. Okay. And I love the game. The game is so good, you know. But yeah, like that's got to be like one of the most ridiculous things I ever got. <laughs> just just mm-hmm. for the thing, and I love it. You know, I mean, I can't use it for anything. I mean, but. I guess I could put arrows in it. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> you never know when you might need one. Yeah. So, you know, you you know, is in office. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so Eric, pick something. Hi. Maybe There's we'll have so enough time. I know. Yeah, I know. It's funny, like, because I'm looking at it, like, not even just like games have these fun, like, different sure. collectibles. You have like you and me. You know, we've collect Blu-rays and DVDs as well, and same right. Yeah. And you always get all those things, like. I'm looking over at my collections section mm-hmm. and there's like the Lord of the Rings Blu-ray or DVDs that came with like the statues and stuff. Oh right. yeah. Yeah. Which would be my favorite movies. But um, I think, I think honestly, I'm going to go with my, the Spider-Man collector's edition that came out just a little while ago. Oh yeah. Cause, cause it came with a, a sideshow collectible statue. Yeah. That beautiful. Has the Sinister seven and Spider-Man on it. And it's beautifully made. And normally when you get these, you know, these statues, they're sort mm-hmm. of you know, crappy. Yeah. yeah, that one was actually really well done. Like, not not cool. not, ma- not many other things have um, been that close in quality. I think the only thing other that I've have that is close to that is the Uncharted Three Collector's Edition. Yeah, I think it was three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the one that came in that big brown, you know, chest-looking thing, and then you open it up. Right. There's like a a statue of Nathan Drake, and then you get his belt buckle, and you get his his ring on a necklace and oh, yeah. so, it was so cool. Like, I love that one. Those two are my favorite. <laughs> yeah, no, there's been a lot, I guess. Yeah. I guess I should expand it to like pretty much anything that had these sort of deluxe things, but I mean, primarily it's video games. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's weird. Like, cause pre-order bonuses are totally different than getting these things. Like for Spider-Man, I randomly got a coaster and I was like, okay, cool. I'm glad I pre-ordered that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I think the physical pre-orders are getting a little bit more lame, and they just want you to buy into like the uh, the deluxes now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, which I guess. But everything seems to be digital now too. They want to push exactly. the digital. Yeah, right? yeah. So um, if we have more time, we'll talk about more of our physical favorites 
favorite things, you know, <laughs> that we've bought over the years for to get other things. But um, that's a good point, Shouse. Um, I think, uh, and you know, maybe we can discuss this, but I think over time, because there's so many physical things and they do cost a lot of money and, and I don't know that they're, you know, as popular as they used to be because they do take up a lot of space. There's a lot more digital rewards now. And um, yeah. I just, I guess, I guess before we talk about the, the shift, uh, does anybody have like a digital reward that really stands out? Because to me, they're actually all kind of the same. Like I they're can't. All garbage. Yeah, yeah, it's just soundtracks, which is nice to have, but it's stuck sure. on your. System. I hate, I hate digital art books. Those are the worst. Yeah, like yeah. why, why? I don't need this. Oh, it's unnecessary. Like, yeah. why? I can yeah, go on yeah. the internet and look at the same pictures, and it's yeah, just, like yeah. yeah, it's waste. Yeah, and then it's so restricted because you usually sometimes you have to watch it in, in a very particular format, or it's mm-hmm. yeah, sometimes it's not so. It's so bad. <laughs> Yeah. It seems like more more often now they're just making your digital incentives just be like content within the game. Yes. <laughs> so it's like, oh, we're going to give you this weapon or this yeah. level early or we're going to give it to you without you having to pay for a season pass or yeah. something that you should have already gotten as part of your purchase of the game. Yeah, Mass Effect they're sort 3. sort of roping you in with this bonus thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Shows, I know you got um, Kingdom Hearts 3 like May pre-order. Yeah. Um, what did you get for it? Uh, it, it came with a, uh, a keyblade called uh, Dusk Till Dawn. Mm. The vampire is, one. It, it doesn't seem like it's <laughs> super like overpowered or anything. It's mm. just a, a different yeah weapon I, that I can. Equip. I got a midnight blue sword and it does nothing. I'm like, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, these, these are digital rewards. Like, yeah, okay, yeah. all right. For a pre-order, like, yeah. uh, like incentives for the pre-order. Yeah, they're so minor now, and oftentimes they sell them later, anyways, right? I mean, there's been very few that are like actually gated because. But if if you're if you're in like the PSN store, for example, which is where we probably have the most experience, mm-hmm. um, if you're in there and you're looking at pre-ordering a game, they'll often give it to you as like a chart. Yeah. So they'll say, okay, here's the version of the game. You just pre-order this, but you can and you're going to get these two bonuses. But if you pre-order the deluxe, you'll get these five bonuses and then you can get the extra deluxe. Yeah. So it's almost like you're looking at a menu at some point, right? Yeah. yeah. The charts are hilarious and everyone hates them. Well, everyone. I mean, it's, it's, it's created this, like, I think early on the pre-order thing was just meant to sort of go, Oh, you know, if you actually pay attention and don't forget and, and, you know, put some money down, you know, we'll give you like this really cool once in a lifetime kind of thing, you know? Yeah. And then, and then it evolved into this, well, you, you've got to get everything, right? So mm-hmm. if you really want everything and you don't want to be like all the normies and have the standard mm-hmm. edition, then you better get the super mega deluxe and just we'll just give it to you all digitally and you don't even have yeah. to go to the store, right? It's a, it's a very mm-hmm. weird evolution yeah. of that. And, and I guess it kind of lumps into something you were you know wanting to talk about, Matt, like the DLC part, especially oh, I think Mass yeah. Effect, I think, is a perfect example. So yeah. yeah, so what are your thoughts on like on pieces of the game being partitioned out and then made into a feature <laughs> it's it's it, it's the one of the things that's always really irritated me as a gamer because like growing up i i didn't get into like serious gaming until like basically university level because I, I didn't have consoles and we didn't have great internet access out in where i grew up in dundas because we were basically the country mm-hmm. so internet wasn't really a thing so I didn't, wasn't a thing that I got into. And then, you know, I started getting into more. You start seeing these you know, pre-releases and then, oh, there's DLC. I'm like, what's DLC? Oh, it's stuff that they add onto the game afterwards. Um, the Fallout 3 was the first experience I had with DLC. Right. Where it's like, we, you know, you, we kept adding episodes. I'm like, that's awesome. Now, same with uh, Dragon Age. Yeah. Or, like Origins and Onwards, where it's like, there's DLC. I'm like, that's awesome. I want to keep playing the game. Yeah, Mass Effect now, 2 did that too. 
Yeah, but now you get the here's the game and we're launching the game and also we're going to do the season pass where we're going to release the DLC at intervals, but we're actually going to release it all at once because we either took it out of the game and then so we could sell it later or we just didn't want to put it in the game because it would have made it too big, I guess. I don't know. It gets very... For me, it's really irritating. Mass Effect 3 was the biggest culprit of this with the the From Ashes DLC, which if you pre-ordered the game, came free with the game. If you didn't pre-order the game, I think it was ten or fifteen dollars. I think it was ten dollars US, so it was like fifteen Canadian afterwards, yeah. which took out like a playable character and a whole chunk of whole story arc, like yeah. a whole chunk actually kind of important to the game. Yeah, it was relevant. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and it, everything makes is like becomes poignant and makes sense. But it's like if you pre-order the game, we'll give you this character, this bit that we cut out. But if not, you got to pay for it afterwards. I'm like. God damn it! I just paid like eighty bucks for this game. Give me the whole game. Yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, it's become like uh, an ongoing controversy. You know, like how video game companies can um, try to repackage things because they yeah. want to try to make as much money as possible. Uh, mm-hmm. Bless them. Uh, but they've tried yeah. all these different things: uh, season passes, DLC, and uh, monetization of all kinds. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it 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 gets to a point where it does start. To consumers uh i uh, i can tell you that i myself no longer uh support capcom uh due to something similar uh i can't remember which which of the street fighter or versus games it was it was three i, I if it's the one i think you're thinking of it's three it was three. all i know is all i know is the characters were on the disc and, and you couldn't even play them because they had been parsed out as dlc and it just that's mm. the most offensive thing like at least make us download the content right if it's actually on the game disc like that's just yeah. ridiculous that yes, was sir? four it was, was four, four? Yeah. okay yeah. we're talking about it like it is an isolated thing in the game industry pretty much all of software has gone to um software as service mm-hmm. software yeah. service model so you'll see yearly subscriptions for adobe or like ableton yeah. like we we're talking about steve Mm-hmm. there are these yearly things and that's how because of the people are saying it's because of piracy but it is because you get a steady flow of money um, of yeah yeah so. yeah no no i mean service service models uh always turn over much more profit than just one-time buys obviously you know but so. did, didn't the shareware model used to follow approach to like like you're talking about dlc sort of already being on the disc and and you having to pay for it mm-hmm. but it wasn't it back in the day when you know you would um if you wanted to do the whole shareware thing that you would like call some phone yeah. number and they give you a code and then you could unlock the rest of the game. But and, shareware is different. Mm-hmm. Like shareware was meant to be, to be its own marketing, right? Because there wasn't really the internet. Um, yeah. It was people passing this game. Hey, like here's the first level of doom. Like check oh, it out. Wolfenstein. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And that, and oh, yeah. that was a great segue, uh, Shouse, uh, into demos. <laughs> so uh, we did actually, talk about shareware in a previous uh, podcast but just to uh revisit that because that's a business model that some of our uh, listeners might not uh, know about uh it was a period in time when um in order to because there was no internet uh, as eric mentioned uh in order to uh get people to try a game and make them even aware of it uh they would actually release a portion of the game if not the entire game uh but with a like a lock on it and uh, allow you to play uh, usually the first level uh, of the game proper, and yeah. uh, one of the it was most more than just the first level, like the first world. Like sure. if you look at like 
Doom or Wolfenstein when it was yeah. like one to one four, and then two two to four, and all that stuff for the paid yeah. stuff, right? Yeah, sorry, I, I, I guess I misspoke when I said level. I was thinking, you know, an actual like significant chunk. You know, like it could have been up to like a sixth of the game, really. You know, but mm-hmm. it was enough that it was the real game, uh, functioning, complete, finished, ready to go, and uh, and you could just you could just play it and enjoy it. Um, yeah. And and then yeah, back then you'd have to either call a number or send like a letter, you know, and, and figure out how to pay over the send phone. Money, order. <laughs> yeah. money orders, yeah. Um, and uh, Doom, uh, famously in 1993, used the shareware model. I mean, uh, a lot of games did, but Doom was one of the most infamous ones because uh, that first level, I think everybody played. <laughs> everybody, yeah. Everybody played it, and it was amazing, and um, and it worked really well for them. So. Uh, so that's uh, that brings me on to sort of the next part of this conversation because we're talking about incentives uh, to get us interested into games and uh, moving away from the physical. Um, there were demos at one point, and then those started to evolve as pre-ordering evolved. Um, so I don't know. Uh, are, I guess I guess before I go into that a bit more, are there any demos that uh, that stand out for you guys recently that uh, that you think still? I don't know, do a good job of selling a game, a game that you actually bought? Oh, I've got I've got yeah. one. I haven't bought it yet, but it's only because I have to wait to get paid. Uh, okay. The Resident Evil 2 remaster. There you go. That demo was insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, That's the right spe- way to redo a game. Well, like. and I especially love the fact that like you can play through the demo and they give you a limited amount of time to play through it. And after that, you're like, you can't touch it. Like, mm. it's like you, play, you played it, you're done get the game so, and that's, so that for was brilliant for me so it's actually the game but they time lock it it wasn't the, it was the first chunk of the game yeah like it was like if you got through to the end of it which would be very difficult because it didn't give you a whole lot to go off of right once you got to a certain section it would be like this is the demo and that was it but the actual demo itself was time locked nice. so you only had i think a couple like there's x amount of hours and i can't remember what the number was yeah to play yeah. it after that expired it locked the demo. You couldn't re-download it. You couldn't play it again. So you got that taste, but you had to really want to play it because <laughs> once yeah. that time was up, you got to wait. For, and I think they did that. It was launched, I think, a couple weeks leading up to the launch of the game, which is why they time-locked it because they're like, we want to give you a taste, but the game's coming out in like two weeks, so we're yeah. not going to yeah. keep yeah, this so, here forever. Yeah, yeah, when the game went gold, they're like, they they announced the the time lock Yeah, because that was the game was finalized then and yeah right. it's amazing it was 10 hours or something like that you get to play it for 10 yeah. hours i think yeah i think like 10 that. hours is pretty much the standard for demos now for time yeah. demos because the for me uh the most recent tomb raider is time locked at 10 hours and it's amazing i love that game so yeah. much mm. but i'm poor so i'm not gonna buy it yet yeah. i'll buy it when <laughs> it goes on sale sure. probably what is it Tomorrow when the Steam sale starts. Yeah. 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 <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> lunar oh, no. sales. Uh, so we had we have Ubisoft's lunar sale, which is right yeah. now, and then it goes till the seventh. And I think uh, Steam starts tomorrow and goes to eleventh. Yeah, nice. I think so. Cool. Cool. Yeah, I, I, it's sort of funny. Uh, I guess uh, anyone can, I guess, educate me on this because to me it feels like demos have uh, they they used to be fairly common. And uh, mm-hmm. I almost feel like that uh, that they're much rarer now. And it's funny, you know, we're talking about Resident Evil. I mean, I just I just said I don't really order anything from Capcom any- anymore, but they actually still make uh, demos. Uh, mm-hmm. I think for a lot of their games, and it's yeah. very rare. It seems like more Japanese companies still do it, but I don't know how common the practice is, at least on consoles. I mean, I think Eric. I mean, you were saying that on PCs, it's still fairly common, but 
for consoles. A, it's a lot of those games that are um, cross-platform, like PC to PS4, mm-hmm. they're they're there. Like, there's a lot of yeah. demos on the PlayStation Store. It's just, you know, no no one goes in it because they're not promoted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. Uh, I I know that uh, one demo that worked really well for me. I, I just noticed it in the PlayStation Store was uh, for Valkyria Chronicles Four. And mm-hmm. I had been very sort of peripherally uh, aware of the series. I hadn't actually played the first one. And uh, I downloaded the demo because like, whoa, a demo. I haven't seen a demo in forever, right? And uh, it's the first part of the game. And even better, it, your progress in the demo uh, continues on into the full game. Yeah, and, it, and apparently it even unlocks something special for playing the demo. And I was like, cool. this is marvelous. And I liked, I liked the fourth one so much, I uh, ended up buying the first one just to play that because the fourth nice. one wasn't out yet. So yeah, most, uh, of the, most of them are like that. Like if you can play Mega Man 11 right now, the demo, and if you, you know, beat that level, you can keep going. Mm-hmm. Like that. Or Just Dance, like me and my love for Ubisoft. They have a lot of cool time <laughs> trials. Um, they had that. They had for remember when I had that like I don't know twelve month span of me just playing Wildlands Costa Rica. Yeah, yeah. Was, they had a time trial for that too, and it was amazing. Mm, cool. Which made me want to you know push people to buy it. Yeah, and still, I, I, I should buy it. It's good. I, I think we can all agree <laughs> like being able to actually play the real thing is always yeah. the best advertising and mm-hmm. uh, and i guess that brings me on to our our next uh well i've got an example too real quick of a of a, of a, a console demo oh sure oh, um sure. uh when when pokemon sun and moon uh came out for the 3ds mm-hmm. they um they pushed out a demo yeah um, it was available in the kiosks that you could go and, and play at the, at the local malls wow. um, and then eventually they pushed it out into the um into the actual nintendo eShop. and when you downloaded the demo and played it if you got to a certain point in the demo um, and you went and bought the game afterwards, you could transfer <laughs> there you um, go, some yeah. specific Pokemon, nice. some special Pokemon into the full game. So you'd start nice. off the game with, with a Pokemon you wouldn't normally have because you played yeah. the demo, which was pretty cool. That's an yeah. amazing incentive. Yeah. yeah. Well, like those kiosks are still everywhere. Like the, oh, yeah. those demos are, are on all our consoles. Like the mm-hmm. Switch ones. Like Switch is really pushing all of the the demo stuff like they have they promote that crap all the time oh yeah <laughs> especially when something big some big first party game is coming out they usually want to make oh, sure yeah. everyone's playing it before it comes out so so i don't want to i don't want to uh, say the wrong thing so maybe as you said eric it's not that demos are not being made but at least the japanese companies promote their demos uh, uh, better uh, than I think North American markets do, yeah. at least on consoles. I mean, is that mm-hmm. fair? I don't know. Because well, I'm no. just—it's it, weird because demos will randomly come out for like Ubisoft or like all of these North American companies, and you're like, okay, I guess. Like Steep was out there for such a long time as a demo. I totally and, missed it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we played it. Didn't you play it with me? It was all those Destiny people. They're like, we got to play this game. It's snowboarding. It's awesome. We can snowboard together. I was like, okay, I guess I'll download it. And then yeah. I was like, I hate this. Yeah. This is stupid. Yeah. Well, well at, think, least, at least you got to try it. Go ahead, Matt. Well, I was going to say, I think with the, with the demos, especially because you're saying with the, with the Japanese companies, you're sort of promoting the demos and pushing them more. You have to look a lot like a market share as well, too. Like North America, probably North America, people rely on stuff like E3. Mm-hmm. For like, this is what's sure. coming out. This is what's hot. That's what gets everyone's attention. The Japanese yeah. market, because it's such a, it's a, a huge market. Like mm-hmm. even more, I'd say comparable to North America, if not bigger. 
Mm-hmm. They have to really give people a reason to want to pick up the game. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Chefs. I, I also want to um, t- talk about sort of where we are at yeah. a stage in our lives as well. Um, when you say you don't really notice demos and, and they're not really as, as promoted as you, you might think of they were in the past. I mean, when you're a kid and you have uh, like a, a video game system or, or you're on your computer and you have limited funds to work with and maybe you have one or two games, uh, demos are huge because mm. suddenly you can get a whole bunch of different things that you can try that you don't have to pay anything for. That's true. That's it's true, like on, on mobile games where everyone's downloading all the free stuff, right? All mm-hmm. these free games that go super popular on Android and, and on the iTunes store and stuff because people can't afford to buy the full game. But when you're a little bit later in life, you have a little bit more money, you can mm. actually go out and purchase a game when you want it. Right. And maybe you won't be looking as, as closely at the, the demo selection. Yeah, yeah. it's funny because like yeah. I remember being like, what seven or something and just hanging out at sears and like in front of those <laughs> demo kiosks for hours because you know you only get a couple games a year you get your your christmas yeah. one you get your birthday one and yeah. those are the yeah. times to be like i want final fantasy 2 no i want legend of zelda um, yeah you know those yeah. Things, like they're important and you know demos are they are pretty much finalized versions of the game they're they're a vertical <laughs> slice of of the of the product like it's supposed to showcase the best of the best of that. Like when they did the PT demo a couple oh, years ago, yeah. like they had worked on that, just that slice of that game for mm-hmm. such a long time, just to get the atmosphere proper yeah. and get all the sound design, right? Like Guillermo was there and like making yeah. sure everything was perfect. So yeah, that yeah. were that, were that pumped for it. And people were pumped as soon as oh, it yeah. came, that uh, demo came out. I'm just getting shivers. You just, just when you're talking about the demo. Oh yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's a great point, Shouse. And I and I guess like in a way it leads to like a difference in awareness because I mean we were just talking about at the beginning how like, you know, pre-order uh bonuses made uh me very much aware of pre-ordering and looking at, oh, what you know, what's giving me something. Uh okay, I'm going to pay more attention to that because there's a pre-order bonus, you know. And I I, I don't pay attention to that as much now. But, uh, but yeah, there would have been a time maybe, you know, if, if uh, PSN had existed when I was much younger, I would have been all over the demos. And, um, and yeah, I, I guess, yeah, there's just something that I just, I'm, I'm missing them for some reason. And I feel uh, like when we started pre-ordering games, like in the mid 2000s, mm-hmm. games would sell out and then it would oh, be yeah. like months before you could get it. And that's, that's, that's not really an issue now. Like we can get things yeah. digitally and most yeah. of us do get things digitally because of the space issue. And which is probably why they're really starting to push the the digital copies of everything now is because they know that sell like sales isn't an issue anymore. So it's like, okay, well, if you're going to not want to have stuff taken up, uh, we'll give you a bunch of digital crap. Yeah. And that's why they have those like limited edition, like here's that Spider-Man one with a statue, but they're only making a certain amount. And look at, you can have a little number on it and it's certified and sure. all that crap. Um, you know, it pushes that want to that, that FOMO thing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I guess uh, I guess this kind of brings us more in line with uh, what kind of inspired this whole discussion to begin with, which was Anthem. But <laughs> in particular, um, the the shift I think of uh, trying to combine the demo model with the pre order model, which is uh, beta beta access and early access, because as Eric very clearly said, a demo. It's a vertical slice of a game, a, a completed, polished part of the game meant to, to showcase the game. And betas, by definition, or at least by the industry definition, are, are not. 
<laughs> they're meant to be yeah. sloppy. They're meant to explode. And uh, you're meant to expect that. But you get to at least get kind of a taste. It's not a real taste. Maybe, yeah. I don't even know what a good analogy would be. Well, yeah. like when I did game testing uh, in Toronto, um, we'd get betas and pre-alphas and stuff like that, right? And they would be broken games. And the reason why we do that is because we had to write out reports to right. you know, to tell them what bugs we found. Like, oh, wait, wait, am I still under... What year is it? I'm still under NDA for most of those, so I can't talk about it. <laughs> but um, that's fine. <laughs> like, like you'd go in there with the distinct, you know, reasoning to break it, try and break it, but yeah. have fun. Like, make sure you write it down and blah blah blah. And those were re- actual betas. But now mm-hmm. we get like you get betas on PlayStation, on PC, or whatever. Yeah. And how many people report those bugs? Most people are just bitching that they're like, oh, I can't get into this part now, but they're not explaining yeah. anything mm. like yeah. how hard for the well, developers we're, we're not we're not paid game testers right yeah. we're, yeah. we're actually in, in some cases we're only allowed to play the demo because we yeah we uh, pre-order participating in the pre-order <laughs> yeah. and, and how would most people even know what to say like oh i got i tried to do this boss and then i got booted from the game like yeah. they, they yeah. don't know that they have to talk about the steps that they took before that and mm-hmm. it's yeah. repeatable yeah. and stuff like that yeah yeah i i i uh I think I can say I got into the Anthem Alpha. Probably can't talk about what was in it, but I did. I think we I actually, can. I think now now that the... I'm not sure. But I did actually report some bugs. I was very careful in how I went about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I don't know. They showed up in the beta, so I don't think they did anything with it. What's uh, funny is I got less bugs in the yeah. Alpha than I did in the beta. Yeah. yeah. I got in and I, I, like, I was fine with moving. I thought the frame rate was a little chunky, but it's an old. it was an Alpha. So before we get too much on uh, to Anthem specifically, uh, <laughs> what do we all think of betas? Just because like, we've kind of been building up to this. We've been talking about all the different things that gaming companies have been doing to try to get, to get our money, get our interest, get our attention. Uh, and they started with you know, pre-orders and, and all these other sorts of things. And, and now, because a lot of these games don't have demos, but they want to make us play a beta and so we pre-order to get beta it's it's this really weird like you know exclusive yeah. you know part yeah. of the process so anyway uh uh yeah uh show so what are your thoughts on that i mean like the this whole idea of early access right where mm. uh, a developer is is creating a game uh in some cases they've just started uh they, they have a you know a few characters ready uh some levels put together and they just go ahead and and they say we're going to sell you the game right now and you can be part of the development process. Mm-hmm. And so if you so buy you're it talking on, about pre-release, that, that whole... Yeah, yeah. This, this whole Steam-y early thing. access idea. Like there, I remember a few games I played on Steam uh, that, that were considered early access. Uh, one of them was called Starbound that um, is, is actually quite good right now. But when I started playing it, it was really janky and it was falling apart. And, and that was sort of what they were promoting. They were like, this is... You know, we're, we're working on this together. We're, we're a community. And we're, <laughs> we're building this game as a community. And every time a, a new update would come out, you'd, you'd get some things would be fixed and some more things would be broken. And, and I mean, the, the new uh, uh, Subnautica uh, game just came out into early right. access. Right, right, yeah. Thing. You're paying full price for the game and you're, oh, and you're man. getting a game that's just basically almost ready for prime time, but still, still requires yeah. more work, right? <laughs> and it, it's, it's cool, like, with games like um, Stardew Valley was another pre-released one, right? But that guy, he was it's a single developer, so he was really in touch with yeah. the community, and he added all the things that people wanted. 
or that were good ideas, not everything. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. People are stupid. So, um, <laughs> you know, I mean, I guess the alternative would be just to have to wait for however long, a year, two years, three years, whatever it's going to take for them to finish that game. Or would you rather be looking at it bits at a time until it's, until it's ready? I mean, I guess that's everyone's preference, right? Right. Yeah. Matt, what are you, uh, what are your thoughts on early access I, or betas? Uh, I go back to the, uh, the Assassin's Creed unity thing for those oh, of them yeah. that, hot, that hot nightmare. Mm, um, yeah. I remember the game. Was there a beta for that? Uh, the game was the beta. The game was the beta. <laughs> yeah, for Syndicate. <laughs> yeah. No, it was it literally it it they launched it, it crashed for like half the people. Like there was sprites with missing faces, like it yeah. was just it would freeze, it would lag. Mm-hmm. And Ubisoft to their credit, you know, tried to to do their best fix by offering people a bunch of in-game stuff with a with a yeah. caveat of the if you accept this free this free offer, you can't sue you can't us complain. because the game doesn't <laughs> yeah. work. Yeah, yeah. Um, and most people took that too. Yeah, well, they didn't, they yeah, didn't read the they didn't read the fine print. They're like, oh, they're gonna give me free stuff. It's like, yeah, read the contract that you just clicked on. I think it was all uh, the DLC, wasn't it? They gave away all the DLC. For they free? gave away a lot of yeah. They gave a away bunch a bunch of, of DLC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a huge amount. I and, had that game. <laughs> and to be fair, uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, I I I've been a, a long fan of uh, of Assassin's Creed, but mm-hmm. I, but I will say uh, to their credit, Ubi said that after that debacle, that they admitted they kind of tried to release too much at the same time that they would mm-hmm. try to take their time more and i think that they have uh stuck by that oh uh, yeah because the last two assassin's creed games have come out much more stable the last um, three syndicate was also yeah. stable yeah yeah syndicate was fine too yeah sorry <laughs> yeah uh yeah. yeah so it was just the one in france that that uh, really broke it and they decided yeah. you know we're not gonna do that we're not gonna do this annual mm-hmm. assassin's creed thing anymore yeah. it's, it's not and, and i'm pretty sure they cut all of their titles from being annual like yes, the only yeah. things yeah. that are annual from them are the sports games, and those mm. aren't really updated Which... any year, right? So whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah they, I remember they did the same thing with the Far Cry series, where they were trying to push them more frequently, and then they said, "Nope, we're gonna just pare yeah. these back and make them quality." Yeah, no, they. I think they 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 saw where everything was headed, yeah. and it, and it wasn't good. And uh, mm-hmm. so yeah, to their credit, they've been sticking by that. So that's great. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, so, so Steve, what are your thoughts on Anthem? <laughs> well, no, no, we should go back on betas first for Steve. Yeah, sure. Because beta. he was part of um, the whole, <laughs> what's it called? Yeah, it was true. Um, he was part of the whole No Man's Land, um, you know, excitement. What? Oh, No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky, yeah. What are you oh, talking no about? I, I never, I Did never, you not buy that? No, I didn't. I'm one of the only. I did. did. I bought that it. first day. Or was I it didn't. Uh, was it Romeo who was pushing it? I don't Maybe. remember. Yeah. No, I, I was, uh, I, I had the same opinion of No Man's Sky as I did Anthem, ironically, uh, since we're you know kind of talking about the same stuff. The uh, E3 presentation did not impress me. I was just like, well, that's gorgeous, but what is the game like? And and yeah. none of the, the 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 tours afterwards really explained what was happening so it's not that i'm like oh i'm paranoid and skeptical i just was i just didn't know what the game was about so i i waited and i wasn't my thing yeah so i mean no man's sky thing is a perfect example of something that probably should have been declared early access but uh they really Mm -hmm. wanted to put a title out Uh, the publisher sort of pushed them and it's funny because that right that development team they lost all their work like was it two years before release because yeah. of that fire was that a fire or, or it a flood? flood it was a flood, flood. yeah it was a flood yeah that's unfortunate yeah, yeah well, and the, they uh, were under a lot of pressure 
Mm-hmm. I remember the same thing happened with uh, Dead Island when it was launched. Yeah, is that they they were they had the, they had a quality game. They were working really hard on it, and I can't remember the pub, the publisher that put it out, but they were put under such pressure from the publisher to launch it faster that they ended up launching a developer edition. Like they said, the developer oh, no. edition out to printing. So the first run of that game oh my God. wasn't finished. <laughs> well, wait, wasn't that Dead Island 2? Because I thought Dead Island 1 was sent out proper, but they no, pushed the was, second one first. Uh, no, it, w- it was 1, 2. The first, the first launch of 1, because yeah. I picked that up within the first couple days of it coming out. Yeah. And you'd get to the halfway point of the game and it would just, like, you'd get to a particular boss and it would just lock. <laughs> like, it, you, it, if you, well, no, sorry, if you fought the, if you fought the boss and you died, when you would go back to the spot, the boss was gone, and That's you couldn't so con- you couldn't continue the game because it was just aired out. You'd have to basically go back to like an earlier save to try to get back to that point because you couldn't find that zombie anymore. And children, this is why you do multiple saves in games. Multiple, not save just early, save often. Well, I mean, at, at and, least and, three, and manually yeah. save manually. Auto saves are nothing. <laughs> and and back parents safe gaming. Yeah, and Paris, this is why we don't pre-order anymore, right? I mean, that's the yep. <laughs> that's the other part of the story. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Well, what were we, I don't even remember where we're going. Betas, betas. It's it's weird. Like betas on PC on on console are nothing. They they're just they're just a way to hype it up, right? Yeah. The idea of an exclusive beta just seems like to, it leaves a, a such a pain in the ass. Out, right? yeah. I think that. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I think that this Anthem thing is going to have uh, messed up the word demo and beta for a long time. I, yeah. I think they've, they've actually, they've actually like with Battlefront, EA has, has hit, hit like two out of the park. They, they, they've ruined loot boxes uh, <laughs> across the planet because now they've, they've We used actually, to love loot boxes. Well, all I'm saying is it's illegal now in some countries. And they're they're, they're yeah. actually having to pull back on it now. So they've ruined yeah. it for everybody. Uh, that was two mm-hmm. years ago. And yep. now I think uh, now everyone is going to be very skeptical of demos and betas, which was, I think, up until this point, just something where they're like, oh, you're giving me a way to try the game ahead of time? Sure, mm-hmm. why not? Right? It was, it, was, it was beautiful. And now it's like, what are we getting into exactly? Well, I'm just going to throw this out here that the whole point of an exclusive beta is, is in the name. It's the word exclusive right when you invite so many people onto it that you crash your servers yeah it's not flipping exclusive anymore you're just trying to get a whole bunch of beta testers to see how many you can throw on before you crash your game it's funny because there are some like developers that are like come join this demo because we're going to try and crash our servers yeah they want to see that yeah now, before we go on to something else, were there any betas that you guys actually enjoyed being in? Like, I'm going to start with you, Steve, because I'm not hosting. <laughs> um, actually, uh, I hadn't thought of this. Uh, does anybody else have something first? Because I got a. I've got one. I have oh, one too. Okay, well, go you for it. Go shows. Yeah. Um, I was part of the Star Trek Online beta. Oh, cool! Ooh. I didn't know that. And uh, and it, it was pretty cool. Like it was still still kind of broken, but it was it was exciting. Like I remember mm-hmm. getting the email. You know, you have been selected because it's one of those where you had to put your name forward and then they would choose people. So I got the email saying you were selected and I got to create my character and create my ship and everything. And it was well before the game actually launched. And, uh, and it was it was kind of cool to try it out. I, I wasn't even sure if that was a game that I was going to even look at ahead of time. And then after I played the beta, I was like, yeah, when this game comes out, I'm going to buy a copy of it for sure. Mm-hmm. I nice. thought that was a free to play game for some reason. 
when the, when the game started, you had to pay for it. Oh, yeah that that game is so old that it it's gone through different business models. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's free to play now, but it wasn't originally. Yeah, it, it used to have a lifetime subscription option. Like you could pay a hundred dollars or $150 or something, and you would be lifetime subscribed like as a premium member. That, to- that seems stupid cheap and such a good like deal. Wow. Based yeah, on- that, that's after you spent 70 bucks for the game. Yeah. Oh. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that's, okay. that's... And then you're crossing your fingers and praying that, you know, they keep updating the servers otherwise. And they yeah. don't like... <laughs> yeah. yeah. What about you, yeah. Matt? Anything? Were you in a part? There's nothing that I've been an actual definitive beta uh, participant in. Because, like I said, I, I started gaming very late in, in life. Uh, but I've, I've heard many horror stories, not just from people on this panel, but just generally with people I know that betas are... <laughs> the, the bane. Betas <laughs> are the devil. <laughs> <laughs> so, Eric, uh, what's, uh, what's the beta you remember? I remember being in the alpha for, and it was invite only, for Destiny 1. And it was, oh, yeah. it was really, really exciting to yes. be in that because you know bungie finally broke away from microsoft and was doing their own thing yeah and every trailer and everything they showed was really cool and mm-hmm. by all accounts the alpha worked like yes pro- properly everything the servers yeah. weren't broken even when they did the beta it was working perfectly and the cool thing about it is that people who are in the alpha got something exclusive that people in the beta didn't get like the beta was open to more people Right. Cool. Um, and if you're in the alpha, you can invite people to the beta. And the, the beta people that were in that beta could also invite people. So it was just like bringing more people mm, in. Cool. And, and like exclusives yeah. were going. And and by all accounts, Destiny 1 was actually quite fun. Um, um, like they had well, it was, problems. But it was a, you know. but it was a, it was a polished game. It's it really that's sort of what we're talking about. Ooh, Star Trek Online. Very nice. Ooh, fancy. Uh, you know, I, I can't think of a significant uh beta or alpha but um yeah i i was in the destiny alpha as well and uh, that really was an experience to to know that you were the first and because it was working uh it was very functional and to be able to explore mm-hmm. uh those those environments when they were new and i'm trying to remember but wasn't there like we we're on the moon yeah we got to the moon uh, ahead of everybody else and yeah. i wish uh we'd been able to well i'd been able to record back then but i, I was have recordings of it i was walking Ooh. through the caves and it was just like and just to be one of the first people on the moon <laughs> in a video game yeah but in that video game and it was funny because they had the whole moon unlocked like you can go all yeah. the way in the caves and stuff wow yeah. all the like there were there were enemies there that had like the big red you know monster yeah. face they're like you yeah. can't, you can't fight any of these people um, and it was scary. Yeah, it was, it was a really interesting experience. Yeah, and and the the things that people were complaining or at least talking about on the forums, um, they ended up changing because there was a lot of user interface issues that they're like, okay, this looks really funny and seems odd and out of place. And they fixed all of that in the three months before the game came out, which cool. was really cool. Yeah. That was when people had faith in Bungie. <laughs> yeah, it might happen again no happen. no people actually yeah. like yeah. destiny 2 it's just they have now that they're split from activision yeah. there's a the lot of thing. uncertainty with the the support that they're getting like it's usually they're good with like uh talking to the to us but the last couple months i guess they've been negotiating their out from activision yeah. they well they been... couldn't talk i mean yeah. i think i think i know those conditions it was sort of a legal yeah. situation right yeah, yeah for sure well, um, they also they also had people kind of edgy after the taken king came out they started to, to screw around with destiny one mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the Destiny one, I feel like to Destiny 2 is such a. We'll, we'll a do a whole league. episode about Destiny to Destiny yeah. 2. Yeah. Because there's a lot of messy and a lot of good, yeah. but, you know. Yeah. yeah. So I can't think of another alpha or beta that I thought was really, uh, really mind blowing, except for Destiny. And that, yeah, that that was one that I felt very special. To was be- there anything really like that? Seemed like the big, like big surprise. Like no one yeah. had done an alpha yeah. or beta that invited people in. Like, yeah. Was there, was was there anything was fresh? Yeah, there's been tons of betas, but they're not the same. They 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 don't really live up to that that implementation. Yeah, that was 2014. That was five years ago. Like that. Yeah, yeah. I guess I, betas have been. Huh, yeah, yeah. I think they're starting to. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> so, <Hey. laughs> so I'll I'll just go into it. Uh, I played the alpha for Anthem. I had no expectations about the game because I didn't know what it was about because of E3. Should Should you explain it for the people who don't know? Okay, so it is um, Bioware's latest game, and uh, they've been working on it for five years. And uh, they they describe it as a looter shooter. A lot of people compare it to to Destiny, but I, I mean I think it has its own sort of unique flavor to it. But it is basically mm-hmm. a game where you run and gun and you have powers. It's uh, sort of sci-fi and it has some some nice environments. And but um, I, I didn't I didn't care for any of the promotion, so I, I got into the alpha and uh, and I played it and um, I I really enjoyed it. And so I was like, well, you know, this, as far as the alpha is concerned, I'm kind of excited. I want to share this with people. So, so I arranged to try to get as many people into the VIP demo, which was last week, weekend. And, um, by now, when, by the time you hear this podcast, you will know that all the demo weekends have been a hot mess, uh, due to many, many issues, which I don't really want to get into, but there's loading problems. There's, there's a lot of things that are not representative of the actual game, which basically leads me to say that it's not really a demo. It's, it's, it's actually an expired beta because the game uh, might even be out by the time you hear this podcast. It is, it's only a month away, three weeks actually at this point. So there's nothing they can actually do based on this beta, which is actually from a build from December. So this, this entire exercise is pointless. And uh, they should not have called it a demo uh, because it's, it's so broken. And uh, I don't even know why they went through this process of, of putting it. It's not even a stress test. I mean, Matt, you were talking about, oh, yeah, they do these stress tests. This is not even a stress test. So uh, it's just been well, a some of it was, right? There was a Maybe. lot of server issues last weekend, um, which they sort of fixed, but not really. But yeah. the, the infinite load and... Like the janky frame rates, those are all in-game issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they, and they all blame it on it being an older build. But, you know, I came into this so excited and going, okay, there's a lot of things we don't know about the game, definitely, right? Like, we don't know what the drops are going to be. We don't know what the end yeah. game is. But I, 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 I think there's an interesting game here. And I'm, I've come away shaken, you know? I've mm-hmm. actually come away a little shaken. And, uh, and uh, at the, the fairest thing I can say is they shouldn't have called it a demo. They should have called it a beta. And they should, yeah. have done this, they should have done this two months ago instead of weeks. Because when it's so close to the actual release of the game, even you can tell us it's not the real game. But like mm-hmm. when, when so many people you know, have experienced all this pain <laughs> to, to try <laughs> your game out, the whole concept of demos and betas that we've been talking about this whole episode has completely backfired. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you've, you know, I, I mean, I mean, I mean, Shouse, I mean, you, you were telling me what your thoughts were uh, uh, based on what happened last week. Yeah, I, I actually, like <laughs> it was supposed to be a two demo weekend and I, I, I did the first weekend 
and I didn't bother to come back this weekend. I had other yeah. games to play, and and it's I, I don't know. I, I felt like limited yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and I don't I only, blame you. You know, I, I had a few games I wanted to try out, and, and uh, I was playing those instead. And and I yep. I sort of feel bad that you know all those hardworking people that have been putting time into getting this game ready. Um, there were some bad decisions made somewhere, and and so uh, a potential customer like myself was um, maybe scared away a little bit from the game. Yeah, because yeah, pretty I, I much before the demos, we were all sort of interested in buying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But now we're like, all of us are like, I don't even know if I want to try it. <laughs> yeah. You kind of want to let it run for like a year before yeah. you. This feels like it. that whole thing. Like they're gonna do, uh, they're gonna bring it out. It's gonna be broken, and in a year when they, you know, they say they have their constant updates, I feel like in a year it'll be a whole different game, and it'll probably be better. They've got a they've got a PR problem now, and they only have two weeks to fix it. And uh, I think uh, honestly, the only thing they could do to boost confidence is to actually delay the release. They may not even mm-hmm. need to. Maybe everything they say is true. Maybe the game is actually functional and stable. But they need to change the narrative because right now everybody is like, that was really shaky. And I guess I'll just yeah. add one last thing. Today, the last day of the demo, there was supposed to be some big event, and it was mm-hmm. nothing. It was a nothing burger. Like I, I'm, I'm telling you, as someone who was super excited, and and I'm not like, I'm like, oh, I hate this thing. I don't. I'm still hopeful, but I, I'm just like, it, it, it wasn't good, you know. So, so, so for the people who didn't play on the last day, um, the the sky started turning orange, and people yeah. were like, ooh, something's happening. And then Bioware sent out a message saying that uh, Titans have come to the surface level of the yeah. you know, the world, and really, it was one Titan. And he was sort of hard, but not really. I played it on hard on yeah. my lowest character, and we still beat him. I played it yeah. with three, like two other randos, and we beat him. I was like, okay. And, and you're lucky. Hard. You're lucky because I played that thing like four or five times, and three out of those times, it just disappeared. Like halfway through, it was the most oh, yeah. aggravating. Well, it, it, it's <laughs> like, timed. It was timed. Like, um, but still, it wasn't worth it. Like the rewards were not good. Like yeah. I don't understand. Like it, it should have. This game. Yeah. Uh, no, well, no, because you guys were saying with the uh, like it was just uh, the the big event for the day was such a nothing burger. I said I'm willing to bet because uh, you're saying it was Titans have dropped. It was one. I'm willing to bet given all the crap that's happened in the last two weeks, they probably pulled back very heavily on whatever they were planning on having launched today, just so know. that it wouldn't crash everything else again and and lose. But it's whoever weird. Else like, was still being why would they pump the, it up so much? Yeah, they they made like, it all mysterious. Like instead well, of like. Their PR guys got to be fired because <laughs> every every stage of this has been has been misconstrued uh, mm-hmm. or exaggerated in the public and 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 I don't think we're wrong. I don't think we interpreted that wrong. Like they were like, oh, no. something special is coming. And it, it's it's weird because like they have from like so last year they they had their big reveal and they've been very like wishy washy about revealing of like details about the story and about yeah. The, yeah all the stuff with the game. But this past week, it's just been like constant. Like, this is what we're going to do. This is our end game because people have been. Well, because they, sh- they sh- the bed so hard with yeah. the, the launch. that They're like, no, no guys, it's okay. This is what we're going to like. They had like, yeah. I think they but were it, relying on, yeah. we're going to give everyone access to this. Everyone's going to get hype and then they're going to want to pick it up. And everyone's like, this is kind of horse. Shit. I don't really want to yeah. spend my money on this. And they're like, no, 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 no. We have a plan. It's going to be awesome. Just check it out and wait and see. And then, and then people. So That's they released all this. Stuff. Yeah. But then people were like, "Where's the end game? There's no end game in this game." Like, yeah. like I don't even remember if we were talking about this on on Mike or earlier. But they're trying to be like a Destiny version of Diablo. 
yeah. it's not gonna work in that like we yeah. played we played that dungeon or whatever right like mm-hmm. I've, I've played it half a dozen times like most of the time I've, I've on played, hard I've you played, played it many more a dozen times now yeah. and i'm, I'm yeah. kind of sick of it yeah yeah and like I don't want to do that forever. Like <laughs> even Destiny, like you had rotating strikes and stuff, and you had PvP. There's so many different options. Um, yeah, and the loot system was so good because everything was you were chasing it and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm not gonna make excuses for the game because there are gonna be defenders who say, "Well, no, there's other things that we haven't seen, and it's gonna be a little different." I don't know whether I believe that or not. The point is, if this was gonna be a demo, it was supposed to prove something. And all it's proven is that we have a lot of doubts. You know right? what it's mm-hmm. proven? It's proven that uh, Ubisoft has looked at it and they're like, okay, we're pushing our beta because their beta better. is better on all accounts because they're showing what it looks like during the game, like in the lower levels. Mm-hmm. They're showing the PvP aspect of the game. And this is the big thing that they announced like just last week, right after the VIP demo ended for mm-hmm. Anthem. They're showing what their their end game missions are going to be like, and, and, and there's Eric is referring to the the division two just yeah. in case. So this is a Ubisoft game that's coming out in March, so yeah. just a month after Anthem. So they're really just like they're going to be able to pick up from this. Yeah. Definitely, I think yeah. what all of this goes to show is that you really shouldn't pre order games like the, they, they, they like. With, with with Anthem, they were hoping they would sell enough copies pre-order that even if there were bugs and broken parts of the game, they will already have people's money. People will be playing it, and hopefully enough people, like they'll fix it over time that more people will join. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? I, I don't know. I'm interested to hear what the whole story is, you know, that, uh, you know, down the road. And I, and I hope that Bioware survives, and I hope that EA <laughs> doesn't, doesn't pull some weird shenanigans. Uh, I mean, to find out the story of Mass Effect Andromeda, uh, like after the fact, uh, it all makes sense, you know. But at least, Mass Effect, at least Mass Effect Andromeda was their B team, right? This is their Edmonton studio. I know. This is their main studio. Like, I would feel really bad if this game bombs and they have to close because that's the one yeah. that brought us Mass Effect. That's the one that brought us. Yep, Mass Dragon, Effect, Age. Dragon Age. Dragon Age. Right. The, like, they're, yeah. they're they're also working on like. I know they've pulled people from Dragon Age, the new one, mm-hmm. to to you know, yeah, to, to work on Anthem just because try to fix this nonsense. It's so crazy, right? Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. No, it's it's a disaster. Also, in case anybody is wanting to make excuses because it's Bioware's A team, just just be aware. And I'm again, I'm being very fair here. I'm not I'm not being bitter. This isn't really a Bioware game, okay? Like it's not the kind of story driven you know, narrative type thing. I mean, maybe that part of it will be good, but it that's not really the focus here, okay? So yeah. just so you're not even more disappointed, uh, it's not that kind of game. So just putting but it But it's funny because when they announced this game at E3 and was it the president of uh, Bioware Edmonton was like, they, they took their inspiration from Destiny, but they wanted to make a story-driven version of that. Uh, and, but mm-hmm. is it that now? Like we... The, the story that we've seen is just well it's I, like the destiny demo beta had more story more story it's, true. Beta. it's absolutely it's so, true. It's so confusing it's true. and i mean this is what i was saying uh, earlier on um when i saw no man's sky i was like that's pretty i don't know what's happening yeah. and it's the same for this one actually it's kind of funny this demo is now being uh compared to what ubisoft did years ago with a division right when they downgraded and of course, um, that's what people are now comparing is like the, the Anthem 
E3 presentation now appears to be heavily downgraded. <laughs> and, and, and they had like a, the same kind of scripted trailer with like the, the goofy like gamer speak and everything. And I'm like, why yeah. are you repeating these things that have been proven not to, not to be good, you know? Uh-huh. I, I will say this um, about the Anthem demo or, yeah, the demo. No, beta no, beta. Thing. Yeah. expired beta Let's no 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 i'm gonna call it the the demo because that's what they called it um the the pc version of the game ran way better than the ps4 version which is understandable it actually looked a lot sure. like the e3 stuff that they showed okay okay fair in the past couple of days you know when you're walking around fort tarsus and the frame rate cuts to like 15 frames per second and you're walking all janky yeah. it's not like that on pc <laughs> None of it is like that. Like, it, it Which, looks- and in my opinion, if that's the case, great. Make it a PC, PC game. Don't yeah, I was going to say. Don't PS4. Yeah. Make, it a con- make it a PC. And I, everyone I, I, yeah. will still buy it, and it'll be great. Exactly. But when you're trying to cross platforms and you're in bed with PlayStation, you're pissing off the wrong people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's true. Like, PC gamers seem to be more, I don't want to say they're more forgiving, but they'll 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 wait because people will mod it. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and they like if, modding. If, stuff. Well, that's the thing. Like, with a PC game, if things are janky on it, you can fix it a lot faster than you can with a console disc. Yeah. Yeah. Like with a console, you have to basically get the patch out, send it out to everyone, and pray that they actually download it. Mm-hmm. Let, yeah. Well, is there? There's something I want to ask you, Steve. Mm. Or maybe I'll ask. I'll ask everyone. You know. Yeah. Because I was thinking about this while you were talking. Um, oh. Was it? Was there? Um, you know, I'm going to start with shells because I'm going to go around. Uh-oh. To Steve being last, was there a game that broke you for pre-ordering? Like, did you pre-order something and you're like, "Why did I do this?" There's no reason why I should have pre-ordered, and and then you stop pre-ordering games. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was there something that did that to you, shows? Yeah, yeah. Well, like I mentioned before, um, No Man's Sky was was one of them that I had I had that broke you. I was very excited to to play that one. I mean, it's a very different game today. Hmm. So, like, I actually installed it a couple of weeks ago when I was playing it, and it's. They've added a lot of quality of life improvement. Multiplayer, yeah, they've added multiplayer. Like it's it's a it's a different game, but it wasn't what I expected when I pre-ordered it, and it, it, it did make me sort of think that I, I should be mm-hmm. uh, maybe waiting until the final product comes out before I I mm-hmm. give these companies yeah. my money. It's funny because for that game, like they had promised so much stuff, and then just leading up to the game after everyone had pre-ordered it, uh, they're just like, "Yeah, we're not, we're not going to have that at launch. We're not going to have that yeah. at launch." And we're like, <laughs> "What? What are you talking about? Yeah. Why would you yeah. not have that at launch?" And yeah. then obviously there's the famous Jurassic Park video <laughs> oh. guy, which you know I'll probably post on our website www.geekswithkids.ca. Anyway, Matt Moore, is there anything that stopped you from pre-ordering? Stop it from pre-ordering. Um, there's, there's, like, there's like, there's two. There was two that really got me. Uh, the first one was a game I got it for the Xbox 360. So that's how long ago that was. It's called Dark Void. Oh yeah, I remember that game. That had a beautiful soundtrack by Bear McCreary. Gorgeous soundtrack. Took me about ten hours to beat the game before, and they're like, "Oh, there's going to be all this other content added after the fact." I'm like, "Cool, when?" And then they just never did because not a lot of people bought it because. Yeah. There was nothing to it. I was like, well, that was a grotesque waste of money. That was that was great. I'm so glad I pre-ordered this. Yeah, that's an unfortunate game. Like that was a beautiful mm-hmm. game and it sounded great. It and- looked great. The sound was great. The controls were real easy. It was a very easy game yeah. to get into. And it had a lot of possibilities, nothing, which was yeah, cool. and there was just nothing to it. It was one of those like once you figured out the controls, you could just have a great time with it. And then you get to the end, you're like, cool, what's next? And they're like, there'll be updates coming soon. 
Mm. Shit. But yeah. that, that's the kind of game that you feel like if you had waited until it went on sale and you picked it up for like 25 bucks, you probably would have felt like those 10 hours were well spent. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sure. For that. But not for, you know, pre-order price where I was like, oh, if this is shit. <laughs> what was the other one? Uh, the other one, and this was weird because I'm a big fan of series, was Fable 2. Oh, that, yeah. That broke Stu as well. Yeah. Because mm. it lo- it was a, it looked really pretty. And they it basically, you, if you got the pre-order, it gave you the code. So you would have access to all the bar gambling, which was really kind of cool because they didn't have that in Fable 1, obviously. Looked really, really pretty. And as soon as you picked up the game, if you had that pre-order code on your console, it crashed the hell out of it. <laughs> I didn't even know that. That's oh hilarious. yeah, no, it was a huge. There was it was the first patch they released for Fable Two. Was by the way, if you pre-ordered this game and had the pre-order code, nothing is going to work right on your game. Because as soon as you got to the first time where you could gamble, the two the save file for the the pre-order and the game itself would go. Oh, this doesn't make any sense. And it would just stop. <laughs> so it funny. Just, it would That's just amazing. take the game. That's and it amazing. Was like, and they figured it out very early. Like, they, it was like within a day or so of the game going out. They're like, oh, no, no, there's a patch. You need to download this or the game will crash. Because they're like, oh, crap. We didn't think about that. Because it basically took that chunk of the game and just gave you the code to uh, basically download it from the, the Microsoft store. Yeah. But then amazing. you already had that piece of code. So the two pieces of code, because like whatever money, you, the whole point was you were supposed to get whatever money you made you got to keep in game, mm-hmm. which was a very cool concept. Cause you're like, I'm going to have more money so I can buy more stuff. Right. But then when you get to that point in the game, it starts you with a certain amount of money. And then the two numbers would go, it doesn't make any sense. That's so funny. And it's yeah. weird so, because that was a generation where people were hit and miss being online. Right. Mm-hmm. Not everyone yeah. online with their gaming. That would have yeah. sucked. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was right at the very beginning when it was like, they were starting to push the online interactivity. Oh, you know? That's rough. What yeah. about you, Steve? Is it the same I, game that I, broke me? I kind of have two because I didn't learn my lesson. Um, but I just wanted to comment. It's funny that uh, that Matt's game has the one of the most inf- infamous, you know, uh, personalities who who lied ruthlessly. Peter Molyneux being responsible for Fable Two, and then <laughs> that title was taken by Sean Murray of Hello Games for No Man's Land, uh, be- No Man's Sky, because my God, the things that he said in interviews was just way beyond the scope of anything even Peter Molyneux promised. So it was just <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, my two games uh, would be a runner-up to uh, People Who Lie, uh, which would be Randy Pitchford, who uh, completely <laughs> betrayed me. <laughs> I know this game. Uh, yeah. I don't want to get into a huge long rant about it, but all you need to know is they, they held a press conference in which they played the game for journalists and, uh, and showed off all these things which, then, which game are we talking about? I, I missed that. Oh, uh, Aliens Colonial Marines. Uh-huh. And, oh, and, uh, and they made all these vanity videos in which Randy talks about his love of aliens and, and how Fox was so good to them and lent them all the, 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 the blueprints for everything and, and the sound effects department. It was going to be the most authentic canon addition to the aliens mythology. And anyway, it turned out that that whole press, press conference where the guy was supposedly playing the game wasn't even playing a game. It was just a movie. And then even worse, that movie wasn't even generated from the game. It was just yeah. something completely fictitious. Like it, it was, it was a, a, a movie un, totally unrelated to the game because a lot of the things that were even in that movie didn't even show up. Like there was, there was no, no queen boss battle with, the, with the, the lifter. There was no sentry guns. Like all these things that they were selling the game on very heavily. And, uh, 
and 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 now it turns out uh, that that he had been given a ton of money from from 20th Century Fox, and he absconded with that money and and sent it to uh, 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 Borderlands Two. So anyway, I should have learned my lesson. Yeah, Borderlands Two. <laughs> <laughs> I should have learned my lesson uh, for pre-ordering um, because I I was questioning it to the very last day, and and his fake ass trailer uh, uh, still uh, still tricked me. But anyway, the, the the game that broke me and uh, Eric, you can probably talk to talk about it more. Was, uh, uh, was uh, Mass Effect Andromeda? Oh, uh, that, that last, janky ass game. game. I will I will ever pre-order. It was because of that one. So go ahead, Eric. Uh, it's I funny. It's funny. I say I, I I stopped pre-ordering after that game, but I totally pre-ordered. Uh, what was that a final um, <laughs> Kingdom Hearts three? Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> but to be fair, but that's Kingdom I, Hearts three. Yeah, Kingdom and Hearts. You pre-ordered Spider Man as well. I pre-ordered Spider Man um, as well. Did so, I pre-order? You yeah, Spider Man was awesome. Spider Man was awesome, but I will tell a story about that afterwards. <clears throat> a, a butt story because of the DLC. Um, yeah, so Mass, Mass Effect Andromeda, like we were all big Mass Effect fans, yeah. and everything that they were showing was like amazing. Oh, look, there's the, they updated the the fun multiplayer for Mass Effect Three, which was yeah. fun, you know. Which I, I that was my main buying my main buy in because I spent so much time on that. And then See, when, I hated the multiplayer from three, but that's just me. Yeah, yeah. That don't worry. If you want to play the multiplayer from Mass Effect Andromeda, you can just jump into Anthem. Um, the, <laughs> <laughs> but like they 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 were talking about how it's this new epic story. It's going to start another trilogy with you. They, it, yeah. they sort of they sort of pitched it as a you know this whole Star Trek vibe, right? They're going yeah. into a different solar system. They're going to try and discover new lands, meet new people, you know, the, the whole Star yeah. Trek thing. And but, I mean, even, like, the, the game came out and it was janky as hell. The controls were crap. The animation yeah. was broken. And like everything that like we had pre-ordered months in advance, yeah, which all was of us stupid had. of us. All of us had, yeah. But like the week before all these reviewers were like, all the animations broken. Like when you're talking to people, it looks like they're like dead, like they're dead <laughs> inside. And like that, that that feeling of those people being dead inside was what gave me the feeling of dead inside. And I, I'm pretty sure I was one I was one of the only people that ended up finishing the main storyline out of our group that pre-ordered that. Um, I think I put 100 hours at least into the multi, so I, got, I can say I got my money's worth, but I didn't even get past the first planet, man. I just I couldn't be bothered. They had good ideas, but they did not execute it well. Like I know it shows you, you got it way later. Right. So they I had bought it for like $8. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but they had fixed a lot of the stuff. Like, yeah, it's different. It. it's different. And if you want to play a good Mass Effect Andromeda game, I will still put out Starlink as a better version of yeah. Mass Effect right now. Yeah. Yeah. I second that. Yeah. Starlink is the, is the, the love child of no man's of, of all your expectations for Andromeda and no man's sky. And, and it, and it's a prodigy. And it's something you can play with your kids. So there you go. There's our part parenting part of this. Uh, hey. Yeah. yeah. No, it is. Yeah, don't let your great. kids pre-order games, folks. Yeah, so Shaz, just out of curiosity, how was it better? Like they had sent out so many fixes by the time you bought it. Like, was it all right? For, for, for Andromeda? Yeah. Uh, honestly, when I was playing it, like aside from really not being hooked by the storyline that much, um, the, the game played just fine. I didn't have any issues with how it played. So they must stupid have fixed ass. a lot of the janky controls and things. Yeah. Stupid ass game. <laughs> <laughs> um, so to, to, right. to go back on my Spider-Man thing, um, I pre-ordered it and I got the DLC for the game, right? The City That Never Sleeps nice. trilogy. 
which you know was cool if you took it as a whole like it was a cool story mm-hmm. but because they broke it up into three chapters the first one seemed really significant and then the second one sort of felt like oh that's all right and then the third one felt oh that's really short so if they had released it all as just one big dlc i would have been fine with it mm. but the fact that i was waiting month after month to play it it sort of disappointed me yeah overall that game is still probably my favorite game of last year including the dlc it's in, now for me. I actually picked up the DLC a couple of weeks ago when I finished the game because I uh, also finished Spider Man finally. All right, yay! And loved it. And again, I I just picked up. I'll get. I'm like, I'll get the DLC pack now just because I want to play the story. And if you got it all at once, I agree. Playing it all at once was amazing. I liked and I liked mm. the fact that it didn't tack on into the game. Like if you wanted to play the DLC, it loaded separate from your Prime mm-hmm. games. So you yeah, could yeah. still keep the two things separate and you weren't trying to juggle multiple stories at the same time. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's amazing. I think one thing to take away from the whole episode is it really matters how you, um, what you call something, right? Like had no man's sky come out as an early access, you know, let's build the game together. I don't think anyone have any problem with that. You know, mm. I think if yeah, they presented it as something different, I think it would be a wonderful journey that everyone would enjoy being part of at this point, considering how much they've done. I think had they released this Anthem uh, demo as a beta and it was actually a real stress test and they had put it out three months ago, uh, I think I think people would be actually still excited for this game. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. They wouldn't have a PR situation like they do now, you know? And yeah. uh, and then, yeah, I mean, I think that's a beautiful example, too, with the DLC. I mean, yeah, if they just released that as one big, big thing somehow, uh, that might have uh, worked a little bit better for you. But at least it was still fun. I mean, you know. Yeah. It, it's, all, it's also um, sad because for the Spider-Man DLC, the last... Did you finish it, uh, Matt, the DLC? No, I'm on, I'm on the last chapter of it right okay. now. The last cutscene... Mm-hmm. goes directly pretty i'm pretty sure into the next game um <laughs> so which is uh, and i'm yeah. honestly i'm excited for them to, to either keep releasing dlc or to release a new game they're, they're, i think they this did, is, yeah i think this is the end for the dlc i think they're just going to move forward with another game and as well they should because they finally 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 have released a good spider-man game spider-man 2 was good on ps2 yeah on ps2 sure but that was also a game designed for the ps2 Fair. And the capabilities they had then. This has finally taken, you know, the capability. They mapped out Manhattan That's true. properly. Like, well, like properly. The division also mapped out Manhattan properly. I will say that. Go play the division. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So yeah. so yeah. So uh so that was a that was a, a nice journey through um what hypes us up for games. Maybe uh not in, in, the, in the right way <laughs> sometimes uh i i guess does anybody want to put forth another favorite uh thing that they got from buying a game at some point not necessarily a pre-order <laughs> but just another toy eric do you need more time it, it, it's funny because the ps3 era was was the king of like little yeah. collectibles like yeah. dead space 2 had one of those little cutter guns they oh had, yeah the, the tron game had the tron cycle yeah. they had um all this random little crap, and I loved it. Like they started that with the PS4, like the beginning of the PS4 Can I, uh, thing too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know. yes, yes. Go ahead, Matt. Can I, Go. I'm, I'm just gonna I'm gonna put it out there because we talked about it a little bit early on, and we kind of deviated away from it. Um, man, I love those nylon sacks they gave you with Fallout 76. 
Oh no! <laughs> oh yeah, we talked. So yeah, I think we're reaching. We gotta, we gotta touch on that. We're reaching the end, I think, of the physical rewards era because of all the reasons yeah. we said. Everything's digital now. They don't want to. They don't want to separate. You know, people. You know, from getting all the stuff. So a lot of things have moved in that direction. So so there's only these like really expensive luxury deluxe limited editions. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, Fallout seventy six, which uh, I don't want to get into that because that's a whole other discussion. But yeah. there's problems with the game. But even their even their promotion. Even they're like they've gone nuts with the merchandising like they've lost their minds and mm-hmm. yes uh if people don't know they had a version that came with like a a full-sized um power armor helmet and uh I, it's like how much is it like four hundred dollars something like that something stupid like that yeah. at least three hundred dollars okay yeah. american and um and then uh, it was in the pictures uh it was supposed to come in a canvas bag now the canvas bag part of it is not important the helmet is the important part of it mm-hmm. but but when, when the people got this edition, um, uh, it came in this really crappy, what is it, nylon? nylon. It was a nylon sack. All crinkled yeah. and just, you know, like wrinkled. And, and yeah, like, oh, man. <laughs> Actually, do you guys know about the, the Nuka Dark Rum problem? Yep. No. Yeah, so they released a rum, a limited edition rum bottle. But they, <laughs> like so they had bottle. it out, but, and they're like, yeah, it's really expensive. It's like $200 for this bottle. No, 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 no. It was, it was $80 American. Oh, I, 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 it was expensive. Nevertheless, yeah. it's like 100 bucks. Can it? Yeah. So, anyway, so, so, they, so they released it, but what people didn't realize was, was there was no rum in it, it was just the bottle. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Sorry, sorry. No, there is actually rum, but. Was okay. it? No, here, here's the issue. Uh, the picture of it, it looks like a Nuka bottle. So that's really cool, right? right? You're like, oh my yeah. God, I can get a Nuka, Nuka bottle. So like, you can no, do one's, that anyway, but no one's buying it for the rum, okay? Everyone yeah. wants it for like the, the Nuka bottle. And there's no indication that the Nuka bottle is not glass, okay? Because you just see a picture of a Nuka bottle and you're like, oh, mm-hmm. we're going to get rum in a Nuka bottle. So yeah. nobody, everyone wanted the bottle. And, when it, and then it was being delayed. And there was like no word. And then they put out this weird video that showed them filling uh, a normal glass bottle with rum and then putting it within a plastic casing that shaped like a Nuka uh, bottle. Oh, and everyone God. was like, what? And then, uh, and then, of course, when they all started to, to show up, uh, people were saying, oh, the rum is crap. And, uh, and also the casing is not, not that great. It's sort of cheap. Mm-hmm. And so everyone is... Everyone's upset now because yeah, they they okay. feel like they got they got ripped off. But but mm-hmm. it's one thing after another with Fallout seventy six. They they can't yeah. get the game right and they can't get their promos right. It's just amazing. Yeah. So what we learned is don't uh, pre-order Bethesda games unless they're Doom. <laughs> um, I don't even know about that, man. I, I, I won't pre-order Doom either. Um, I think it's really a matter of just be very very careful with what you're what you're pre-ordering and don't don't subscribe to it for for gimmicky stuff because you don't know what it's, what the result yeah. is going to be i even i even would go further than that and just say don't pre-order things yeah, there's no pre-order. there's no reason yeah because yeah. i mean even the terminology is janky now right they call yeah. things demos they call things betas it doesn't mean anything we you mm-hmm. know you don't know so yeah um uh, so i guess just to finish does anybody have anything else that they got that was really cool and Eric, I, I already said my things. <laughs> I got like, one more, one more that I really okay. liked. Uh, Mortal Kombat Nine, so the height mm-hmm. of the PS3 era, as you were saying, Eric. Yeah. Eric, they had uh, bookends. One, oh, one yeah. side with Scorpion mm-hmm. throwing his spear through a wall, and the mm-hmm. other side of the spear going through the wall and piercing Sub Zero. And uh, very cool. That's my number two favorite uh, favorite little thing that I wasted a lot of money on. 
but I like that game anyway. So it was okay. Yeah, they're good awesome. games. Well, uh, I think uh, I think that's a good place to stop. So thank cool. you all to our uh, guests and uh, and our listeners. And um, yeah, uh, have a good night. Yeah. Bye. Cool. Good night, everyone. Well, that's it for us this week on Geeks with Kids. If you want to get a hold of us, you can send us an email at podcast at geekswithkids.ca. And don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash geekswithkids. Follow us on Twitter at geekswithkidscn. Check out our pics on Instagram at geekswithkids. And you can find all of this good stuff on our website at www.geekswithkids.ca. So if you like what you hear, why don't you hit that subscribe button and leave us a comment. This podcast can be found on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, YouTube, and your favorite podcasting app. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.